This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is the Fox News Rundown Extra. I'm Jessica Rosenthal. This past week, we spoke to New Mexico's Attorney General Raul Torres. He traveled to Washington, D.C. to watch the Senate Judiciary Committee's big tech hearing in person. Senators heard from some of the biggest social media company CEOs in the business, again, about their policies or lack of them regarding child safety on their platforms. While most of the CEOs were highly defensive, there was one blockbuster moment during which Missouri Republican Senator Josh Hawley prompted Meta-CEO Mark Zuckerberg to apologize to the dozens of parents seated behind him. Parents whose children had either been harmed online or committed suicide after cyberbullying or being sexually extorted. The CEOs of Discord, Meta, TikTok, Snapchat, and X, formerly known as Twitter, tried to sound open to new legislation, but when asked point blank if they were open to specific existing proposed legislation, most would not support the five bills already out there. Torres is suing Meta for failing to remove child sexual abuse material, or CSAM, as it's now called, from its platform. Before he was AG, Torres successfully prosecuted violent and sexual crimes and served in the Obama Department of Justice. We did not get to air this during the week, so we will play the full interview for you now. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the Weekday Rundown podcast if you haven't already. Now, here's New Mexico Attorney General Raul Torres on the Fox News Rundown Extra. New Mexico is a long way from D.C., are you here specifically for this hearing to see with your own eyes what the um, CEOs have to say? Yeah, we, we actually have been meeting with uh, members of the committee in advance of today's hearing and sharing the findings of our undercover investigation where we uh, really uncovered a shocking amount of uh, sexually explicit material and and, and really um, re- established a firm connection between the way in which the algorithm and the platform itself was designed to facilitate connections between underage users and predators on the platform. Yeah, you sued Meta, um, uh, Facebook, what did you, and Instagram, um, and WhatsApp. Uh, Meta oversees all of those, right? The parent company of. Um, what did you find in this undercover study? You, you, how did, and how did you guys do it? You used decoy children no we actually did we didn't use decoy children i'm and and by way of background i i was actually a a frontline internet crimes prosecutor inside the attorney general's office years ago and so i used to do this work in undercover operations what we actually did is is using artificial intelligence created um an undercover account not not utilizing a real child but um no yeah presenting um a fictitious child who um, who talked about losing their baby teeth, talked about participating in middle school sports and things like that. There's clearly somebody who is underage and, and it, you know, put that out on the platform. And almost immediately, the account was inundated with solicitations for um, sex acts or solicitations for the exchange of explicit material. And the, the, 
what was truly shocking is that the account gained so many users in such a short period of time. I think over 90% of the, the followers were, were actually men um, that Facebook itself reached out and asked the, the, the user if they wanted to create a business account to amplify its reach and, and really start to take advantage of the number of followers that they had. And so rather than identifying that this might have been a child that was the subject of uh, potential sexual exploitation. Instead, there was this introduction to, tr to try and turn it into to a business and amplify the kind of connections. Was this on, this is yeah. on Facebook, not, not Insta? Yes, it was on Facebook. Okay. Um, that's shocking. Did, was this a public profile and not, obviously it wasn't, it, the, there were no privacy settings here? No, it was a it was a public profile, and it was a profile that really sort of matches the sort of stereotypical um, child that we are concerned um, may be exploited on these platforms. Um, one of the things that's really important is for people to know that our undercover agents go through extensive training, so they don't entice anyone to engage in that act in that activity. They they actually are are tried. They try to be very neutral in how they present themselves. Um, and unfortunately, what they saw was just this flood of explicit material and solicitations for sex acts. And um, you know, one of the things that was also truly shocking is that after we revealed this information and, and filed our complaint, almost immediately uh, the undercover account was shut down while some of the same accounts that we had identified as potential abusers and potential predators had remained open and active on the platform. Wow. Um, well, good on you for sort of exposing this and using your background to do it. But what do you, I mean, as you listen to these CEOs testify, we're hearing from Zuckerberg, we're hearing from um, uh, Citron of Discord, we're hearing from Shu of, of TikTok, uh, Yaccarino of Twitter, um, Spiegel of, of Snapchat. Snapchat's a big one. Um, what are you, what did you make of what you heard from these, these CEOs as the senators had some very, pointed questions for for them, mostly because we've heard from all of them before. This is like the millionth hearing. Yeah, I mean, you, you hit it right on the head. I don't think they're saying anything new. I think they're trying to give the same sort of uh, hollow assurances to policymakers and members of the public about the safety of their platforms. But we know for a fact um, that what they're saying, what they have said publicly doesn't match what we know about their private conduct, and that's included in our complaint. We have several whistleblowers, people who are members of the safety team who have identified for years and known for years that these are very serious issues. They have flagged them as uh, problems on their on their platforms that need to be addressed, and those, those concerns are elevated to the highest levels, including to Mr. Zuckerberg. And I think for, for purely profit motivated reasons and business reasons they have decided again and again not to not to implement basic measures to better protect users and 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 particularly children from the fox news podcasts network subscribe and listen to the trey gowdy podcast former federal prosecutor and four-term u.s congressman from south carolina brings you a one-of-a-kind podcast subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com one point, though, Zuckerberg, I think you probably heard this. He said that studies show there's not proof that social media negatively impacts teens. I, I, I was I heard Senator Hawley 
that was like his first question was, did I, did I hear you say that right? Um, and then he cited back to him his own, Meta's own studies showing yeah. um, that, that one in three teen girls has been har- like mentally harmed by just being on Insta. Um, what, what did you make of, I guess, specifically Zuckerberg, what you heard specifically from Zuckerberg at this hearing? Well, again, what you see is an emphasis on spin and trying to uh, minimize the impact that we know is real. I mean, every parent in this country knows the kind of impact that social media is having on their children. Um, There have been numerous studies that sort of track the increase in suicidal ideation and and the adverse impact on body image and particularly the harm to, to young women and girls. Uh, by um, being on these platforms for extended periods of time. Uh, and, and, and what it reveals is that they are either unwilling or able or unable to, to change the way they do business. And that's why it's so important for us to hold them accountable in, in, in courtrooms, but also for Congress to get um, yeah. engaged and, and really focus on solutions. So talk to me about that before we before we let you go, because that's the point, right? Is Amy Klobuchar, Blumenthal, Hawley, Cruz. I mean, it ran across the spectrum of to the right, to the left. It didn't matter which party you were on at this hearing. It, it, there's frustration that nothing's been done. There's frustration, it sounds like, at themselves that they haven't actually passed anything. There are like five pieces of legislation. Is that too many? I mean, what what should be, what is the answer here? Well, I think you, you've you've hit on what should be a, a ray of hope in this process. We, as you mentioned, and as you know, we are divided on so many big issues in this country along the sort of usual uh, partisan divide. But this is not one of those areas. This is this yeah. is something that unites attorneys general from across the country, uh, members of Congress from across the country. Um, there are a number of different initiatives that are trying to tackle this problem. I frankly think that that the liability shield that was granted under Section 230 years ago is a big, big part of the problem. Um, yeah. But more than anything, try, before I sort of um, dive into the details on that, I really just don't want Congress to lose its sense of urgency on this issue and, and, and strike while the iron is hot. It is clear from the testimony that you've heard and the facts that keep coming out about what's going on inside these companies. They can't be trusted to regulate themselves. And it's, it's time for Congress to act. I think um, people all over this country, whether they're Republicans or Democrats, can come together on this issue and expect and demand action. And does Congress need to act twofold? So one, take away the liability shield. Let the court, like Lindsey Graham said, let the court let the courtrooms be open on this. Let parents take these social media companies to court. But at the same time that you maybe withdraw Section two thirty or change Section two thirty, you also need some other protections, steeper protections in place, maybe in the form of other legislation. Does this need to be like sort of these two tracks of liability and something else? Yeah, I think that's right. I don't think it's an either or approach. We should we should embrace all of the above. I was actually really encouraged that Senator Graham in his opening statement talked about um, the need to allow parents and children and others who've been impacted by this just go to court and 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 present their cases. There's there really is no other industry where we have allowed and given blanket immunity for for this kind of conduct. Um, But I also think we need a regulatory 
um, and legislative approach that not just focuses on the harms that we know about today, but thinks about the future. I'm particularly concerned about the explosion of artificial intelligence and yeah. the impact that that's going to have in this space on a number of different fronts. Okay, finally, I, I'm I'm so interested in this. Jennifer Garner, um, actress, has said that her teenagers are not allowed to have social media, like at all. Mm-hmm. Right. And she said, I, "I'm you probably know this." And she said, mm-hmm. "Show me a study that proves it's good for you, and then I'll reconsider." I, I check up on this story from time to time. I, I, to my knowledge, they have not proven it to her yet. It right. sounded, it sounded in that hearing like, and you'll correct me if I'm wrong, like a lot of these CEOs keep saying, well, we, we're giving this to parents. We're giving the parents controls. We have 58 more tools that we've unveiled in the past seven days to give parents more control. It's, and, and then senators are saying, Listen, parents are overwhelmed. This is too much. They don't know exactly how to regulate this and monitor this. What? How much responsibility falls on us as parents? Well, look, every parent has to be engaged, and we always encourage parents to be more aware of what's going on on um, on the digital devices and social media platforms. Um, so I, I don't want to I don't want to minimize that, but but let's not lose sight of the fact that this company is talking out of both sides of its mouth. It is both telling it's telling parents and policymakers this is a safe place, that there's nothing to see here, that they've got it under control, that they have all these controls in place, and meanwhile, internal communications reveal that they know that the opposite is true, that they have very serious concerns about the harm that they may be causing, and that when they're presented with common sense approaches and, and fixes that can address the situation, they've refused time and again to, to do the right thing. And if they can't do the right thing on their own, then it's up to those of us in in legislative office and an executive office to use the tools that we have to hold them account and make them understand their responsibility to not just engage in business, but build ethical businesses that are safe for everyone to use. Can I ask you one more question? Sure. You're on the border, um, and I know you guys have your. I know it's not Texas. You guys have your own relationship um, with with the border. Um, mm-hmm. What's the nexus between what you see in terms of child exploitation, um, especially CSAM as they call it, child sexual abuse material, online mm-hmm. and trafficking, and 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 that that effort that we see over the border, people trafficking children over the border, especially young girls, and what we see online is. I imagine there is some connection, but it almost seems like um, these are also, if there's a Venn diagram in which they overlap, these are also two separate things. I think I think um, it, it's probably wrong to conflate what's happening at the border with some of the issues we he, we see here. In part because some of the most active accounts aren't aren't happening. For example, in Mexico, they're happening in totally different parts. Um, of the global community. They're happening. They're coming in Africa, for example, but they're also people in the United States who are engaged in this. This is a global phenomenon um, and people are trafficked and children are trafficked in every country. And and these images are shared um, across these borders. You know, Senator Graham talked about this extortion case that tragically led to the suicide of the young man, I believe, in North Carolina. That originated um, in, I think, Nigeria. So this is something that really transcends borders. Um, And it's a global problem that is fed and facilitated by global platforms. 
um, that um, right now are unregulated. And that's what needs to change. Attorney General Raul Torres, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. And now, stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen ad-free on Fox News Podcasts Plus on Apple Podcasts. And Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on Amazon Music. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. I'm Emily Campagno, and this is the Fox True Crime Podcast, bringing you closer to the story than you ever thought possible. Subscribe at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts. These are the stories that keep you up at night. It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox.